Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis and I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea, and I'm here with Steph. Hello, everybody. And if you listened to our last episode, we briefly talked about losing passports. So we decided to do an entire episode on losing passports and what you do in that situation. And to start off, Steph, how old were you when you got your first passport? To be honest, I couldn't even tell you. My parents got it for me when I was so young. I don't remember a point where I didn't have a passport. You've always had one then. You You had one of those passports like with your baby photo on it? Yeah, that I did. And my mom still has oh. them all to this day. How old were you? So, I was I was 23. Like no. I was actually, yeah, 23 years old. Um I hadn't really traveled anywhere before, and I remember I yeah, I was going off to uh on a trip to Australia with uh my family at like 23 years old. So that's when I got my first one. I actually remember my my passport photo was horrendous looking back at it now. I had like teased bleach blonde hair, black eyeliner. I mean, it was it was it was really bad. I love all my passport photos. I make a production of it though. You you go full out. Yeah. You do you get like a glam squad that comes in and like does your makeup and hair. Honestly, I do. Well, no, I go to Mac for the free makeup. <laughs> I have to say for my um my Canadian passport because I I have two passports and my Canadian, my British, but my Canadian one actually it looks pretty good. I mean, it looks a lot better than my first passport, but considering and I'm going to, you know, go into this this story, considering I got that photo done after being at Oktoberfest for 3 days drinking quite excessively um and at the time I had lost my passport and this photo was taken in an emergency situation and I have to say I actually look pretty good in it after yes. no sleep lots of booze <laughs> um yeah this is what we're talking about today and it's it's I feel like this is the ultimate like shitstorm when you go traveling losing a passport and stuff have you've never lost a passport have you I knock on wood have not I lose every single other thing I own but never yeah, my passport say, you're 
you're notorious for losing stuff in general and I feel like I'm not yet somehow in our travels <laughs> um I've been the one to lose a passport and you have not yet so I think I'm at the point way- where everyone expects me to lose it and I'm just I've dug my heels in to prove them wrong I, I don't know how many people listening that this has happened to but I have to say out of yeah every horrible thing that could go wrong while traveling this was this is by far the worst. How did you lose your passport? So as I as I said, it was Oktoberfest. There was a lot of booze. And obviously when you're drinking that much, y- you come up with these really bright ideas. Definitely. Am I right? No. <laughs> I've had many. So as again, as I'd mentioned in, in the previous episode, we were camping. So we were staying on a, a campsite. And at this campsite, they didn't have any safes or anywhere to lock up valuable items. And when we arrived... Um, my friend had decided instead of leaving our passports inside the tent, he thought it was a, it would be a smart idea to carry the passports on him while we were out at the beer tents at Oktoberfest. And in his mind, his logic behind this was, my jacket will be on me the whole time, so the passports will be on me the whole time. Mm. Now, for whatever reason... We all, everyone decided, yeah, that's, oh my God, what a smart idea. <laughs> Thinking the jacket was completely unremovable from his body. I feel like if oh, I'd been so, there, I would have said to you, "There, this is not a good idea. I wish someone would have because <laughs> there was three of us that decided, yep, sure, put the passports in, in your jacket and this is the smartest idea we've ever come up with. Uh, fast forward, I don't know, 16 hours later, waking up. First thing in the morning, 8 a.m., finding out that our friend had lost his jacket mm-hmm. and realizing about 30 seconds later, oh, my God, the passports were in the jacket. So this is when all hell broke loose. And the day that we realized we had lost the passports was actually the same day we were, we were leaving that night. So to be running around and trying to figure out what you do in this scenario on the same day that you're supposed to catch a flight adds that extra that extra stress yeah flight days are stressful enough as it is when they go smoothly exactly and then top it off with one of the worst hangovers that you've ever had Mm. in your adult life (laughs) that didn't help so in our scenario the first thing we did we went back to the the scene of the crime so in munich they actually have a a a huge lost and found for oktoberfest so we went there, and you can imagine what this lost and found looks like. It Ugh. was enormous. Like, you walk into this, it's like a, a a separate tent that they set up, and there's just stuff everywhere. There's jackets, clothing, umbrellas, wallets everywhere, watches, jewelry. They've got it all laid out, and it's all, like, on this ticketing system. And I just thought, this is, this is crazy how much stuff actually gets lost. But, you know, again, when people are drunk... This yeah. is what happens. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing we did. Obviously, we went back to, to see if the passports had been handed in. So we went, um, we gave them our names, and the woman said, no, nothing, nothing's been handed in. You know, maybe come back, though, later in the day, maybe tomorrow. So at this point, we're like, right, we don't have passports. Now what? So being Canadian at the time, I didn't have my British citizenship. I had to go to a Canadian consulate. Now, I was in Munich, and... The embassy, the Canadian embassy is in Berlin. So if I wanted to get an emergency passport, I would have had to get that from 
the actual embassy. Now, I didn't realize this. I thought I could just go to the consulate, get a same-day emergency passport, bam, I'd be out. So when we arrived, the woman told us otherwise and said, well, no, we need to get the emergency passport from the embassy in Berlin first, get it sent here. So that meant we were actually going to be stuck there for Mm. an extra three or four days. And you are a peach when you think you're going to be stuck somewhere. Let me tell you. (laughs) Well, yeah, Steph has been there with me. (laughs) Again, if you listen to our first episode, it's all about being stuck somewhere when you can't get home. Yeah, so this news was obviously horrible. To make matters even worse, the consulate itself, when we went, it wasn't actually open. So they always have someone working there, but they can't actually process any like documentation or papers when they're not officially open. So the woman said, you'll have to come back tomorrow to actually sit down and fill out paperwork to get an emergency passport. So there was another day gone. And, you know, and we'd said to this woman, is there no way that you can like see us quicker, blah, blah, blah. And she sort of just looked at us and said, you think you're the only Canadians that have lost their passport at Oktoberfest? She's like, this happens every year. This is like the number one thing that people lose. So she's (laughs) like, you're, you're going to have to get in line. So if you want, you know, so she, she put you in your place essentially. Yeah. I mean, she just looked at us like, (laughs) you're not the only, you know, and I was with my other Canadian friend. She said, look, you're not the only two. So before we went to our appointment the next day, we were told that we would need to fill out all this paperwork. We were told that we were going to need new photos for these new emergency passports. First thing I'll say, if you're traveling, and this is something I do now after going through this experience, I always carry a couple passport size photos with me. Steph, is, is that something you do? Uh, you know what? I actually usually have a couple in my wallet by default from getting, usually when you get a visa, you only need one or two and they give you four, but that's actually a really smart suggestion. I've never intentionally done. And to be honest, I'm shocked to hear that they don't take passport photos at the embassy because it's an emergency situation. They might do at the embassy, but because I was at a consulate, they definitely didn't do them there. And they said, you need to go get these photos done. So we, we did, we went and found, um, a photographer that did passport photos and and we went and got them done. And when we went in for our appointment with these photos, they weren't the right size. And that's something else I didn't realize. Passport photos from different countries are not always the same size. So where we had gotten these done, they were European size passport photos. We needed Canadian sized ones. And that's another thing I didn't realize. So this is why I can't stress enough. If you are traveling, carry a couple passport photos for the right size of your passport with you because this that was I mean that added to the stress we went in we had all like our paperwork filled out we had these photos and then she said these aren't the right size photos you need to go get new ones and we don't do them here so we had to go and find there was like one photographer within the the the, uh, city center of Munich that did Canadian size passport photos that we found so we had to go travel all the way to this guy get the photos done and this is now the photo that's on my Canadian passport the one I was saying I'm actually quite surprised (laughs) it turned out so well um I think we had said as well my friend and I because we I think at this point we hadn't showered in a couple days and we were exhausted and so and you know you can't smile in passport photos so Mm -hmm. we did the whole smize thing you know yeah like sultry with our eyes (laughs) I know we and if anyone doesn't know what smizing is it's yeah it's smiling with your eyes so (sighs) but anyway so so we finally got these done we went back the other thing is having references um so we we needed to provide two or three different references people that they could call Mm -hmm. back in canada and say we were who we were etc etc 
having that before you travel anywhere, again, that is something I wish I already had. And I could say, great, I'm going to put this person down, this person down. I had to first get in touch with these people saying, hey, can you be a reference for me if someone calls you, blah, blah. And it can't be your family. That's what I was going to ask. Because to me, I would have thought, yep, put my mom, put my dad. But no, it all has to be people you're not related to. Exactly. It has to be friends, people that you've known for quite a significant amount of time. I think you put me down. I I remember you messaging me. We were talking a lot while you were stuck there. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, so I did put you down and I put a couple other family friends down. I think it, it, I can't remember if it was like five years or 10 years. You have to know them, but it's not, you know, a small amount of time. It has to be a significant amount of time. But then again, trying to find their address, phone number, mm-hmm. getting in touch with them with the time difference. This was all, you know, if I if I had had all this information beforehand, just saved away in my phone somewhere. I could have just written it all down, saved a lot of time in getting these you know, passports processed. So we- yeah, you would have filled out the form in no time. Also, this sounds so basic, but a copy of my passport, which I didn't have. That I, I didn't could, have. That I have carried. And my parents must have told me this when I was younger. But I, and well, this is probably also because I do lose everything. I always make two copies of my passport before I travel. One goes in my carry-on and one goes in my suitcase. So if one get lost in transit, I still have a copy. And yep. I've done that since I can remember. Yeah. I mean that it's, it, and again, it's such a basic, basic thing, but I didn't, I didn't even think to do that. And thankfully I, I called my work yeah. and because I was not from the UK and I, I had a Canadian passport at my work, they needed a copy of my passport on hand with my visa in it saying I could work there. So I got in touch with them. I said, can you email this over to me? I know you've got a copy. So thank God someone else had a copy of it. But <laughs> if they didn't have one, I no one who else was, was going to have a copy of my passport. And that's the one. And that, obviously that's the first thing that they asked for at the consulate when they were helping me get an emergency one. They said, all right, well, where's the copy of it? And well, they just assume that you're going to have it. This day and age too, though, I have a copy, not a copy, but a photo and I have it favorited so I can access it easy of my passport. If I'm going to a country, I take a photo of the visa, my license, my health card, any critical cards. Yeah. I have photos of them in my phone as well for if I don't have them yeah. on me. So all these things could have made this so much easier and so much more straightforward, but because I wasn't prepared for anything bad happening... It just took so much longer and it was way more stressful than it that should have been. My friend and I thankfully had a place to stay. We we knew someone that lived in Munich and she was nice enough to let us crash at her house. Um, so that at least took some of the stress off. But you can imagine, you know, adding that to the stress, fi- finding somewhere to stay and spending all this extra money. And then on top of that, it's expensive to get an emergency passport. They are not cheap. So it was going to cost me it was like 250 euro or something crazy just to get an emergency passport. And that doesn't even include getting a new passport after that. So in the end, what happened, the consulate had processed all the documents to get the new passports. And as we left the office, we said, Hey, let's go back to the lost and found and just double check and see maybe by now this was, you know, a day later, if someone's handed in the jacket or the passports and sure enough, we got there and someone had handed the passports in. No sign of the jacket. The jacket was gone. So we we immediately called the consulate and said, we found the passports and we just left the office like 10, 15 minutes before. And the woman said, you know, on the phone, she's like, you found them. All right, well, hold on a second. So she got off the phone with us, put us on hold. 
came back on the phone and said, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> the good news is that one of your passports has not been canceled, but the bad news is that one of them has. <laughs> and unfortunately for my friend I was with, it was his that had been canceled and mine hadn't. So I actually, in the end, technically, I didn't lose my passport you, because I did find it before and, they had canceled and it. And being the good friend you were, you stayed with him in Munich until he got his new passport, right? I did. So I ended up staying. It took another, I think it was another three or four days until my friend got his emergency one sent to the consulate. Um, And yeah, we, we stayed in Munich for another four days. I stayed with him. I mean, it was just, it was like an extended holiday in the end, just the same as when we got stuck in Dublin. We made the most of it. By that point, once the passport stuff was all sorted out, we made the most of it. Um, you know, again, as I said, we had somewhere to stay, so it could have been a lot worse. But at the time, in that scenario, the first couple days of trying to process everything and, and figure out what the hell are we supposed to do, it was probably the most stressful two days of my life i mean it's a very it's definitely a very daunting feeling being in a foreign country and feeling like you can't get to your home um exactly i had i I think that was sorry i was just gonna say i think that's what the feeling was feeling like i can't leave and this is my and it's my fault as well mm -hmm. you know that that was the difference between getting stuck in dublin because of a volcano out of my control this was something in our control and i think that's what made it even worse uh, one thing I want to, I've never lost a passport, but I think just to tie into this whole concept is even just the idea of taking care of your passport. I have on my current passport, actually some water damage somehow, and it's at the bottom of my photo and it's very clearly water damage. But when I was transiting home from Thailand to Canada, I was connecting in Shanghai And I got, not detained isn't the right word, I got pulled into another room by the Chinese authorities, and they made me wait there for about two hours, so thank goodness I had a long layover, and they were looking at my passport, essentially, to see if the photo had been tampered with. Um, I don't know how I... Because they they saw the water damage on it. Right, so they saw the damage, and it is, it's all along the bottom of the photo, so they're checking to make sure, you know, that photo hasn't been replaced, and that's why that damage is there which I hadn't even crossed my mind until that point. Um, but the Chinese, they were grilling me, asking all sorts of questions, my travel history. I don't know if on their end they can, you know, put my passport number in and see my travel history, but they were mm-hmm. grilling me as if they could. So to see yeah. if my answers would well, line up and if I was who I said I was. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, passports are, I think we take them for granted a little bit and we, they are a very big, if you, if you actually look in your passport and I know that my British passport and my Canadian passport both say this, I don't know about other, um, other other countries passports but if you look inside on the first page it will say that these belong not to you but to the government yeah we don't own our passports i think people forget that you do not own your passport the government does and if you lose your passport or if you damage your passport or if you don't take care of it they actually take it very seriously and if you and i think that's the one thing i, I was worried about when i lost it i'm like oh my god like what happens like i'm gonna have to report it missing and whatever else and uh, you know my my dad actually he's lost his passport not once but twice so actually that was that was the great thing when when this happened when I lost mine um you know I called my parents to get them to help me get references together and I loved it because my dad couldn't lecture me because he had already <laughs> lost his passport once before. I think it was the year before. That's so, the best. you know, where, where my dad loves a lecture <laughs> in this scenario, I thought, ah, oh, he's not going to be able to tell me off for this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, but he, he's lost his passport, not once, but twice. And after the second time he went to, um, I think renew or get recently Canada introduced 10 year passports. They used to only be five years up until maybe five or six years ago and he went to apply for one and they basically laughed in his face and said you've lost your passport twice in the last however many years maybe it was five years um there's no chance you're getting a 10-year passport and they would only issue him a two-year passport and they had said to him if you lose your passport one more time so three strikes you're out kind of thing we we won't we won't provide you a passport for a set amount of time so you can actually get them taken away from you if you yeah. don't know how to take care of them. Well, and so, also I think people paying attention to renewing them. So it does say anywhere you travel outside the country, it says your passport shouldn't expire within the next six months. And yeah. I, I really take that loosely because I know countries will still let you in. The reason they say that is because generally you have to be out of most countries by six months or less. So they don't want it expiring right. while you could potentially be in their country. I, you know, I've traveled when my passport is expiring in 11 days and no one cares. But what happens is, so my dad let his expire and he wasn't too worried about it. And then he forgot about it. And when he went to go renew it, he had let it expire. It was one year and two days from the expiration date. And since he'd let it go past that one year expiration, they would only issue him a two year visa. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So they, and so it's the same thing. Yeah. And they were just really hardcore about it. And I don't remember what the rationale was. It made sense at the time, but they said essentially, you know, where, and they were very upfront with him because he, you know, my dad, he was trying to say, Oh, can't, you know, can't we do something here? And they essentially said, we are doing you a favor by issuing you a two year visa. Like, yeah. You to your passport. You, you can mean. thank us. 
pretty much because I think what happened was he realized 10 days before they were going to be traveling. So he needed a visa within the next or sorry, a passport within 10 days. So they were. Oh, and this was so they could travel because if you want to get an emergency passport, a lot of countries, they they won't issue an emergency passport if you're leaving the country to go traveling. Mm -hmm. They'll issue you a passport if you are stuck. So the scenario that I was in, I was in another country trying to get back. Yes. And that's when they'll give you an emergency one. But if you have a vacation coming up and you realize, and maybe your dad was the exception here. And, and like you said, they did him a big favor. Oh, they put him on check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if you realize a week before your holiday, like, oh my God, I can't find my passport or it's expired. Mm-hmm. You can't just go get an emergency passport to go travel. Well, and one thing I'll say is that you were lucky in a sense that where you were in Munich, that there was a consulate. So my partner, he actually Mm. had his passport stolen in New Orleans when he was, he's Australian, was traveling in the United States. The closest consulate was in Houston, Texas. So he, I mean, all his money and cards were stolen too. So he had to get money transferred from his family in Australia and take, he couldn't fly. So he had to get a bus to Houston, Texas. Um, and he's lucky, to be honest, even that that was one state over, that it was that close. Oh, when you're yeah. traveling in a country like the United States, you might be 10,000 miles from the closest consulate and you have to get yeah. to the consulate. So, And like I said, if, if you want, if, if you get an emergency passport or travel documents, emergency documents, they are um, usually made up at the embassy and then they're sent over to the consulate. Yeah. So. You know, if you want to get same day emergency type travel documents, you have to be at the embassy. They can't do it at the consulate. And like you said, Steph, it can be, you can be in like the middle of nowhere and be nowhere near an embassy or a consulate. Yeah. And you've got to find your way there. And and you mentioned, um, you know, your boyfriend, he lost all of his cards as well. That's, that's another thing that, I mean, thankfully in this situation, I didn't, I didn't lose my wallet. I had access to money, but we did actually meet a guy at the Canadian consulate in, in Munich. He had same thing was there for Oktoberfest and he lost everything. He lost his wallet. He lost his passport. He, you know, he did the same. He was carrying his passport with him. He had no access to money, nothing. And he was there on his own. And I just thought in my head, and this is when I don't think I did this before, but when I, I started doing this after I met this guy, I started keeping an emergency credit card or some money like stashed away. And that's something I always do now, wherever I'm traveling to. Well, I think we have a whole episode coming up dedicated to that about cash and cards and what you carry and what you leave in the room, what you don't carry. And that's, I mean, Mm -hmm. in this situation with this guy where he lost his passport and lost everything, he was screwed. He was being told he was going to be stuck there for like a couple weeks because yeah. they're like, you don't even have money. You can't even pay for this. So <laughs> it oh. was, I was like, thank God that's not us. And again, it could be so much worse, but I think we even gave him a bit of money. We're like, you know, he's like, I haven't really eaten. He was getting like soggy sandwiches from the consulate. Oh. But I was like, here, here's some cash. Like, go get yourself something nice to eat. But, um, I will. But yeah. S- just having, I, go ahead. I will say that. And I know people have differing opinions on this. Even my partner and I differ on this. I believe strongly that the likelihood of someone stealing my passport in my accommodations is significantly lower than me losing something while I was out. So I, it's very rare that I'll take my passport with me because I know I'm far more likely to lose it than anything else happening. Um, I, I remember when we were younger, though, you used to take yours out to the bar. <laughs> 
That was because I always lost my license. So yeah, much. <laughs> I mean that's when we were. Yeah, see that that's where. I, but like, but like you said, you never did lose your passport. I'll but tell I remember you, you used to use your I, your passport for ID. <laughs> I, I I mean, and this certainly I didn't lose it by any means. But when I tr- landed in Hong Kong. So I went to use the washroom after my plane landed and I actually put my passport. It was in my hand because when you're getting off the plane and you go through immigration, you've got it in your hand. So I went to the washroom and I actually sat it on top of that toilet paper roll the you know, the big dispensers. They oh, have. yeah. Yeah. And then I just forgot about it. So got out, washed my hands, walked out. Honestly, I was probably out in the terminal for two minutes and I realized I left my passport on there Did, how how went, bad was the panic that set in well not honestly i didn't panic at all because i thought oh that was dumb of me i'll go back and get it i go back and it was gone and i'll tell you one thing about hong kong is they have their shit together so in the two minutes that i had walked out of there someone had found it turned it in um so it was turned into airport and i probably spent an extra hour and a half in the airport um because i had to fill out paperwork i had to show them my other identity yeah. documents to show that I was who was the passport holder, even though they were looking at me. Um, right. It was well, a it's whole... good they take it that seriously, though, that definitely. You know, not a random person walked up and they're like, oh, yeah, that's their passport and they could give it to anyone. Yeah. And I was so frustrated with myself because it was such a waste of time for such a silly thing. I, I did get it back within about within two hours, but... You know, you, you got to hold on to that. When I travel now, I'm literally, I'm always doing like the passport check. Like if I'm in an airport, every like two seconds, I'm checking my bag or my pocket where my passport is and going, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. It's the same thing. Like when, you know, when you go to the airport, you might be sitting in like on yes. the train or taxi, however you're getting there. And you know, you've packed your passport, you know, it's in the pocket, but every 20 minutes, you're just like opening, opening your bag. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. I've got my passport. What did That's I, me now. What I, did I misplace when I was traveling with you? So when I came to visit you this past June, we flew to Iceland. And when I got off the plane your passport. in Iceland. Oh, was it no, no, passport? no. It's when we were, it was when we were driving and we went to check into a, a hostel. No, no, right? that's yeah, not we the one. I, the this, Jeep. this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking oh. about when we got off the plane and you know, when you're in the walkway up into the terminal, in between the plane and the terminal I was in there and I realized I left my passport in the seat holder on the plane so I immediately went back and the stewardess once you exit a plane at a destination you are not allowed back onto the plane so then I had to stand there and wait for every single person to come off the plane before the stewardess went to the seat I told her I was sitting in found my passport and brought it to me but don't you remember and you were like Steph how do you do this all the time (laughs) Oh, because I just remember later on in the trip in the Jeep when you thought you misplaced it, but you found it. It was in your bag, but there was like a few minutes where you're like, yes, I don't know where I put right. my passport. No. So like oh, Steph oh. kind of misplaces it, but it never loses it. <laughs> but the, I'm notorious. You just for kind of forget it. I think you've I think you've had too many close calls. But that's why I'm always consciously when I'm walking away from important places now, I'm doing you know, I'm that person who's feeling you know my front pockets my back pockets everywhere yeah yeah but. you do like the what is it the the phone keys wallet check that's what men do <laughs> yes phone keys wallet done yeah that's what yeah that's what i do with my passport now as well like since, and again i can't even tell you like losing a pass it is the worst feeling when traveling i think that was again i've had a lot of you know this is this is why steph and i do this podcast we have a lot of kind of shitty <laughs> stories to tell things we learned like, along the way out. 
Yeah, that that we've made it out in the end, but that was by far the worst one. You're getting stressed out just thinking about it. I know, honestly, when I think back to that couple days, oh, it was horrible. I mean, do we think in the in the future that passports are still going to be paper? Like I know, I know in the last few years, even I think most countries now have the waterproof ones. So do you remember the old Canadian ones, stuff? Yes, and, and how they haggard just... they became. Yeah, and that's like you said, if you got any water damage to it, it was so easy to to for that to happen, especially if you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're waterproof. But so we've we've come that far. Do we think it's going to be like? I don't know. Are we going to get like chips inside our bodies? How do you think this is going to... Honestly, I could see that 100% going that way. I I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I guess there's pros and cons, but... I already have my global traveler, my trusted traveler status in uh, many airports all across North America and actually within the UK as well. I just do the retina scans. I walk through so I can bypass immigration entering into the country I walk up to a machine. Now, it does still ask for my passport. So I put my passport in. I put my eyes up to the retina scan, put my fingerprints on the machine, and then I walk out. So I bypass the security line that a lot of people are going through um, so for immigration. Why did they not so have there's, this it's, everywhere there's, yet? Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's brilliant. There's many people, I'm sure, who would not be willing at this point with all the security concerns to give the retina scans and fingerprints. Um, yeah, I suppose. For me, traveling so much, it was uh, a blessing. It's literally <laughs> like a piece of paper. And it's so easy to lose and it's so mm-hmm. easy to damage or misplace. And I mean, I, yeah, who knows what's going to happen in 10, 15 years time. Oh, honestly, I would say 100% we're going to go away from paper. Oh, I hope so. It's only a matter of time. It's one less thing to worry about when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. So from everything we just said... What do we want the listeners to take away from this? To A, research what the passport photo needs are because every country is different. Some actually want a white background. Some want a light gray background, different sizes. Um, Some want to see your shoulders. Some want your neck. So Mm -hmm. know what passport photos and carry some extras with you. Have emergency contacts with all their information, their phone numbers, their addresses, everything you need to know about them. Have that information readily available. And check with your contact first as well. Just always have, you know, someone like Steph is mine now. She knows if if she gets a phone call in the middle of the night from a random number or, you know, it could be an emergency for for me and vice versa. Just have people um, aware that you're using them as your emergency contacts so they're not freaked out if they do get a phone call from, you know, a Canadian consular, whatever it might be. And then also just have copies, have copies of your passport, whether it's a print copy and an electronic copy, as well as, you know, I also give a copy to my mom. I know I'm, I'm 34, but my mom, every time I travel somewhere, I send her a copy Yeah, and a copy of your visa as well. If you have a visa for that country, not just just the passport, just having someone have the same documentation. Like I said, when I didn't have it, I could at least get in touch with my work and say, you know, can you send this through? Uh, another thing, actually, I didn't mention before, but I'm going to add to this list. Be aware of where a consulate or an embassy is from where you're traveling to. That's the other thing. We had no idea in Germany where this consulate was. And we had to look it up then and there. And we were driving around in circles in a taxi trying to find it. It's Again, just have that information available on hand. Save yeah. it in your emergency um, documentation. So if it does happen that you need to 
find an embassy or find a consulate, you know exactly where it is with the address in the city you're in or the closest Definitely. city. I think those are some pretty good lessons. And I think for our next episode, we should talk about some of the best shit we've learned abroad. I mean, we've talked about three pretty heavy topics. Um, yes. I should... mean, there's yeah, there's always good stuff that comes <laughs> from traveling as well. Most lessons learned are by, you know, all the bad stuff that happens. All the really important life lessons. Well, and some of the best shit that happens arises from the unexpected. So Yeah. So with all that said, I really hope anyone listening that you never have to go through an experience losing a passport abroad because it really sucks. But, you know, we hope you learned something from this episode and stay safe. (laughs) All the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit Have Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.